0: The sport of roller derby has been around for decades. It's now experiencing something of a resurgent, resurgence, that is, and St. Louis has three all-female teams and an all-star team that's considered one of the best in the world. In fact, it's scheduled to compete for the world championships in Spain in about a month or so. The arch-rival roller derby all-stars are seeded number one in that tourney, but team members need a little help to get there. Joining me in studio are co-captain Sarah Arnowski, a.k.a. Bricktator, and co-captain Brooke Clark, also known as Vicious Man Van Gogh. Okay, I have to start <laughs> What's What's for the nicknames? I'll start with you, uh, Brooke. Uh,
1: well, every skater gets to choose a name that sort of... Um has a little bit of personality, whether it be something that is personal to them or just something that um, just kind of is catchy and fun, Um, just sort of a little persona to go by when you're skating.
0: So Vincent van Gogh is a hero of yours? Yeah, he's one of my
1: favorite (laughs) artists.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How about you? Sure. Sarah?
2: So when I uh, was in college, I actually played c- soccer, and my first day of tryouts, I knocked over a, a, what would be my, my teammate, and they called me Brickhouse from then on out. Uh-huh. And when I transferred into the sport of roller derby, it was a thing where I wanted to be Brickhouse, but there was actually a big, long list of names that were already taken, and that was one of them. And so I had to kind of do a spin off of that, and so it became Bricktator.
0: Uh-huh. Is roller derby really a sport? Absolutely. Um,
2: I, yeah. We get people again when they think about roller derby. A lot of times, you think about the 1970s over-the-top acting and these theatrics. But really, the way it is today is it's very much a sport. Um, We work hard on the track, off the track, training to make sure that we are in peak physical condition and also really intentional in the strategy that we're developing.
0: Brooke, not everybody is familiar with this sport. Can you give me a quick overview? What what is going on?
1: Well, the easiest thing that I can um, say when I'm talking about uh, an overview would be that there are... um, Five skaters from each team on the track at a time, and the objective is to get your jammer, the person who's scoring the points, through the pack as many times as possible. So there's a lot of offense and defense strategy. And the team at the end of these little segments within a game, uh, however many points they score, wins the game. Um, and they score points by passing their opponent's hips. Yeah. So so, there's no ball. It's kind there's of a combination
2: no, yeah. of hockey, uh, football, and, and speed skating, all kind yeah. of blended into
0: one. It, it's, you're going around in a circle, a pretty, pretty uh, broad circle. Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: on an oval track. An oval so, track, yeah. yeah.
0: But it's a flat track. When I was growing up, it was a long time ago, but the roller derby was very big in the 50s in the Northeast. It, it helped television survive because they were showing roller derby all the time. But it was a slanted track. It was not flat.
1: Right. So we play on the flat track surface, which, um, you know, on the bank track, you've got a lot of momentum carrying you around. So that's where that physical aspect for flat track comes in, why we work so hard to stay at peak condition. Because it's a lot of effort to get around a flat track and, and, um, and a very physical game in that regard.
0: Uh, very physical. That's what I remember yeah. about it, <laughs> to Sarah, that it was very physical. You take your lumps.
2: Yes. I mean, there's definitely times where you have scratches or bruises um, that, you, that you remember getting, and then there are the ones you don't remember getting um, <laughs> that show up a day or two later. Um, but definitely we're wearing, you know, mouth guard, helmets, elbow pads, wrist pads, knee, knee pads, so that we really are protecting ourselves, but we also are very much in, in body contact.
0: And where are you skating
2: we practice down at a venue called the St. Louis Stadium. It's actually down in the Carondelet neighborhood in St. Louis. But if people wanted to come watch us here locally, we play out at Queenie Park in Baldwin.
0: And I, did I have it right in saying that there are three teams here when we, I, in the introduction?
1: Yeah, we do have three home teams uh, currently. And then we also have three travel teams. But the um, our travel all-stars are the um, competitive team that plays internationally internationally. Um, to represent St. Louis. With
0: the three teams that are here, uh, the, the home team, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, are you just skating against each other or do you play teams from other places?
2: We play against each other. Uh-huh. So we. it's kind of nice because during the, what we call local season where we play against each other, it's that the teams are mixed talent levels so that we can play with – people that are just starting, people that have been playing for six, ten years. Um, so we develop together as a league, and then when we transfer into travel season, that's when we get divided up by skill level.
0: Now, tell me about, uh, Brooke, about the All-Stars. Uh, these are the best players from these three teams, I, I gather.
1: Correct. We yeah. have a, a tryout, and we and we gather the best players from the league um, to represent St. Louis. Um, so the All-Stars uh, practice together, work hard together, and we compete um we compete across the state, and now we get an opportunity to compete internationally. So um, Sarah and I were talking prior to coming in here and about the cumulative amount of states that we've skated in, just the two of us, and we came up with, what was it, 28? 28. 28 states <laughs> we have competed in together.
0: <laughs> Again, I want to be clear on this. You're, you're skating in other parts of the state against the people you're skating against here.
1: We are skating together with the skaters here in St. Louis and competing against other skaters in various states.
0: So other teams from other states. Right, yeah. I was I was really surprised to see in this international competition, Sarah, how many, uh, how many countries and representation, what the representation is like. A lot of them.
2: Absolutely. So at our tournament alone, we have... Teams from the States, from L.A., from Philadelphia, but you also have teams from Helsinki, Malmo, Sweden. Um, down in Argentina, they're bringing together a team. So there's it's a very much a growing international sport.
0: Played the same way in other countries as, as you, you play here?
2: Yes. We all fall within what's called the Women's Flat Track Derby Association. So as, as the WFTDA, there's a set rule set that everyone has to follow.
0: Brooke, how is this going to be established? Are... Am I right in having seen 400 teams?
1: We are number five in the 400 teams that represent um, the organization of the Women's Flat Track Derby Association. So um, not all 400 teams get to play at playoffs or at champs. Mm -hmm. Um, So they take the top 20 um, of those teams to compete in playoffs and in champs. The structure this year shifted a little bit, but we are the top seed going into playoffs. So. How
0: How is it going to be conducted? We're talking the end of August to early September. It's not a very long tournament, but a lot of teams.
1: Yeah, so it's um, a bracket structure, a 12-team bracket structure, um, going through Friday, Saturday, and the final game will be on Sunday. So, we see ourselves in that final game.
0: <laughs> well, I certainly hope so. Bring, bring home the gold. That's it's right. St. Louis. How how many teams uh, Sarah will be competing in, during this three day period?
2: Sure. So it's we are there's two different playoffs. So there's a 12 team playoff in, in Spain, and then a 12 team playoff actually in Atlanta. Yeah. And we yeah. drew the short or long straw depending on <laughs> uh, your your viewpoint on going to Spain, um, and then the top three teams from those two playoff tournaments actually then go to the championship. So we are working our way towards the championship tournament.
0: Okay. Well, now we get to the the crux of the matter here. Uh, <laughs> you, how many how many people will be involved in this trip?
2: We have 20 people traveling from St. Louis to A Coruña, Spain.
0: It's expensive. It is expensive. In, okay. What are you doing about uh, raising money?
2: So we have a couple of different ways people can get involved in our fundraising effort. Um, we have well outside of it we have boot camps that we're hosting for local leagues but for those of you that do not play roller derby and um, we are actually launching what is called the saint who is the great spain rename so that people can actually rename our team name um for this tournament specifically just kind of get people involved in, in a little kind of fun way so right now we have some names going um we have some non St. Louis name so we have a good relationship with the team out of Minnesota. So they're they're trying to make it our tribal Minnesota roller girls but you know being in Missouri we can't mislead people. So right. we're we're trying to throw out some other ideas that maybe really capture the essence of St. Louis. So something like the Gooey Butter Skates or the Toasted Rav Rollers are just, you know, just some ideas to get your juices flowing.
1: Those have not been chosen yet, so anyone can donate and choose those names.
0: How, how are you reaching out to people to uh, try to raise some of these dollars?
1: Well, we do have on our website, archrivalrollerderby.com, um, um, a link to show you the various ways that you can donate. Um, we've reached out to various organizations through sponsorship letters um, to try and get people to come in um, and be involved in that way. Um, and then the rename and shirt ideas. So we're, we're trying to reach uh, a, as broad of an audience as we can to see every little bit helps.
0: We'll put a link to your website on our website, stlpublicradio.org. Uh, Sarah, how much do you need to raise?
2: So... Our cost estimate for the entire team to go is about $50,000. Um, any amount that will help get us close to that would be very, very appreciated. Um, this is a skater-owned and operated entity, and so it can be cost prohibitive. So we really are grateful for anyone that's helping us to get there.
0: And if you don't raise 50000 I I would assume that the, uh, the rest of the expense will be borne personally. Is that it? Correct. Yes. Right, right. Well, good luck on that. We, uh, we'll put that uh, link on our website. But uh, let's talk a little bit more about roller derby. And are, are there any men's roller derby teams?
1: There are, actually. Um, St. Louis is the proud, um, I guess, owner, claimer, uh, mm. can brag about having the number one men's team here, the St. Louis Gatekeepers. Um, and we're proud to be a sister league with them um, and have the opportunity to skate with them and encourage them as they... Um, do the same thing, participate in playoffs and champs and things.
0: uh, Sarah, why do you think that it's not so well known? I mean, we've known that you've been around, but you don't hear much talk about it. I'm sure that's frustrating for you.
2: It's true so the specifically our tribal roller derby has been around since 2005 yeah. um, and we are now up to almost 100 members in our league which is great um, and I think there's an element of roller derby that's like meant to be underground so trying to to really lean into that but also really get our name out there kind mm-hmm. of has this interesting tension
0: so um, the tension yes what about crowds do you draw decent crowds when you skate?
2: We do. So our local games, we get anywhere from 300 to 600 people. Um, particularly our theme nights are great. So we hosted a Girl Scout night where they had troops from all over the area come in and see all these young young girls that are coming and they want to get our autographs afterwards. And then we actually have now since started a St. Louis Junior Derby League. Um, so for that's for ages 7 to 17. So getting tapped into the youth has been a big part of our mission too.
0: Brooke, um, would you call yourselves professional roller derby? every skaters? I mean, is there, is there money be... involved? Do you, char- <laughs> you charge uh, admission and that sort of thing?
1: It feels like we are professionals in the way and the dedication that we put into the sport, but I'm, it's still considered an amateur sport um, at this point. Um, I think that Sarah spoke on the sort of DIY aspect of it and how it is skater owned and operated. So the idea of having just a big corporation sponsoring us or things like that, kind, it goes a little bit against, but... Um, so I guess that's why it's not as well known and top um at the top of sports rankings and everything like that but
0: yeah. S- Sarah what what would winning the uh winning the championship mean to you guys and to and to St. Louis
2: Yeah so the last five years or so, the team out of St. Louis has continued to climb in the rankings. And Mm -hmm. so we are at the highest we've ever been. And I said this at another point, I was like, and we're not done. Mm -hmm. Um, And so really wanting to have that gold medal around our neck would be more than anything we could dream of right now. Um, And and continuing that momentum and the payoff of all of the work we've put in.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of work obviously has been done. But to what else would you attribute the success you've had in being what? Fifth in the world or something. Is that what it is? It is, yeah. Yeah, fifth in the world. Hard work plus what?
2: Um, I was—I can't feel like, I'd feel like I would be missing out if I didn't compliment our coaches. Um, yes. they, we really do have some of the best coaches in the sport. They are dedicated to us in ways that we don't always understand, the way that they're looking at footage, the way that they are kind of there for individual skaters, um, and really pushing us to be there for each other and to be the best.
0: And, Brooke, what's to learn? What can a coach teach you?
1: Um, I think Sarah hit on it as far as them watching footage and having a knowledge of the game. They bring um, different strategies and things that we're not always always thinking about when we're on the track. They'll see something that we're doing or something the other team is doing, and they can guide us and focus us in that direction. And just being a great sounding board and encourager, um, we are very fortunate to have um, some incredible – Coaching staff?
0: Uh, are they former roller derbyists? Or we derby have lights?
1: we have a derby player. Um, we have a, a former uh, official. Um, we have a, a former skater helping with us right now as well. Um, so they all have a, a great knowledge base of the game. So we're oh. very fortunate.
0: How much do you have left to raise, uh, Sarah?
1: We. Have probably about twenty
2: thousand dollars left to raise really? is what we 're well' we're. You're, you're so we're doing getting well there. so far yes.
0: hopefully this will help out a little bit Yes, well good luck that. to you uh, as you move on and uh, and compete it's going to be fun to watch what you guys do and come back with the gold.
2: That's the well, plan. We, Thank we you. Need, we need a
0: championship team here in St. Louis. Yeah, so do
1: it. We'll be proud to
2: own that <laughs> crown.
0: Thank the co-captains, uh, Sarah Ar- Arnosky and uh, co-captain Brooke Clark. Thank you so much. I should say Brick Tater and uh, the, uh, what is the other one, Vicious Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Thank Good you. luck to you. Archived versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash air. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.